0: What's up, guys? Brett Appley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. As always, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the week is. A lot of great content coming out throughout the week, and not just MMA, but we got the Dogger Pass podcast, Mad Labs on the channel now doing a main event breakdown, and, of course, Quick Picks here are going to give you my cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week for Overeem vs volkov coming off ufc 257 which was tough very tough for sure uh picks were not great let's see connor was our cash game play though on, i mean honestly i would play connor in cash games again win or lose i, I don't think that one was too devastating he was like 95 owned in, in cash uh rebus was the tournament play she lost roundtree lost um that top tier pretty much imploded sarah mcmahon it, it was just a tough week sarah mcmahon was a tournament play Again, I wouldn't really. I don't have any regrets about that play personally. There are some weeks where I look back and say, "Man, that that was just a, a, an awful pick. I can't believe I thought that fighter would win." I always knew McMahon could implode. Um, I thought she had the wrestling upside. She looked good for the first round and a half, and then imploded. So that's what you get sometimes with MMA. Tough luck. Our fate of the week, Brad Tavares. That one worked out. Would have been nice if Carlos Junior had won, but uh, fate of the week, Tavares. Mm-hmm. I don't believe, it, I think he scored 60-something points, so he was not close to the optimal lineup. Anyways, we are moving on to Overeem versus Volkov. Four more picks. Going to start off with my cash game play here, which is Cody Stamen at 9.2K. Stamen I think, is probably the safest fighter on this slate. He is minus 485 to win against Asgar Askar, who is making his UFC debut on very, very short notice, plus 385 is the underdog. Um... I, you know, Stamen at 9.2K, I think he can win this fight pretty much wherever he wants, though striking may get interesting. However, Stamen does have a wrestling background, and he lands takedowns at a fairly high rate. He's averaged uh, 3.03 takedowns per 15 minutes. He landed 8 takedowns in his UFC debut. He's landed 4 takedowns in a fight. He's landed 5 takedowns in a fight. He has the ability to wrestle in volume, and he's facing an opponent in Asgar who's coming off the regional scene, has been taken down quite frequently on that regional scene, and not even against the best competition. So I'm very, very confident that Stamen can land takedowns here. Less confident about how well he can you know, dominate once he gets the fight to the mat, advanced position. Finish the fight. He's never really been known as a finisher. However, from a DraftKings perspective, that's not as important. If Askar could just get back up to his feet, well, hopefully Stamen can land more takedowns. I think Stamen has a very, very high floor with the takedown ability, control ability, non-significant strikes, which may come in the form of ground and pound. And so what if the fight plays out in the feet for a few minutes? Uh, Stamen's capable as well. He's averaging. 4.14 significant strikes landed per, per minute. A uh, much more physical fighter than Askar. A better athlete, more powerful. Again, Stamen up at 9.2K. As a minus 485 favorite, he is going to be my cash game play of the week. All right, moving on to my tournament play of the week here. It's going to be Mike Rodriguez at 9K flat. And this is definitely a risk, but I like to take risks in tournaments. Um, we're searching for upside, and I definitely think Rodriguez has... High upside at 9K. He's minus 235 against Danilo Marquez. And this is a, a, a pretty much a binary fight, which is why I like to target it. Um, why I will be heavy on this fight as a whole. Essentially, no matter where this fight takes place, I perceive one fighter to have a big advantage. Mike Rodriguez is a much better striker than Marquez he's a much more effective striker he's more aggressive he lands in higher volume Uh, Marquez just doesn't really have any striking skills and I see him being in danger of getting hurt and finished for as long as this fight plays out in the feet but Rodriguez also has some weaknesses as well mostly on the ground he's been taken down very often um, 40% takedown defense, which is not strong. Marquez is a wrestler grappler. Marquez needs to get this fight to the ground. And if he can be successful with that, I think he can potentially dominate and win the fight. But it's not, neither neither guy is great where the other fighter prefers the fight to take place. So yeah, Rodriguez might lose the fight. He might get taken down. Um, he might get out grappled at 7.2K. I don't think Marquez is a terrible tournament play either. But while the fight plays... Out on the feet. I perceive Rodriguez to have a big advantage. I think he can land effectively. I think he can hurt Marquez and probably get a finish inside the distance. Rodriguez is minus 155 to win inside the distance, which is a great number for this line. One of the best lines on the entire slate. So 9K, I'm looking for the knockout upside on Rodriguez. He is going to be my tournament play of the week. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. It's going to be Ode Osborne at 7.8K. I don't think we've had a value play to this degree since I've been doing the quick picks on the Mayo Media Network. Uh, Osborne at 7.8K is a minus 210 favorite. He is a massive, massive value. And that's because Rivera's taking this fight on short notice. Osborne was supposed to fight some other dude who who pulled out earlier in the week. DraftKings decided to release um, salaries on Monday, which they never do. And Osborne was the the slight underdog there. So can't change prices once they're out. 7.8k is a minus 210 favorite. That is just impossible for me to ignore. Osborne's going to be very popular in all formats, but I think he's a near must play. And that doesn't mean must play in all your lineups, but I think you need to have exposure to Osborne on this slate. There is just, um, in the simplest sense, when you're looking at this range, 8.2, 8.3 to 7.5, you're not going to get any fighter who has win equity of more than 50%. Yet you have a fighter in Osborne who's got you know 66% win equity. So he is far more likely to win than any fighter in this surrounding price range. And that is very important from a DraftKings perspective. He is also Let's see, plus 135 to win inside the distance, which is one of the best lines on the entire slate, let alone in this price range. He is just so much more valuable than anyone near him. So at 7.8K, I really, really like Ode Osborne. Though, to be fair... I'm still not necessarily sold on him as a prospect. He's 8-3 professionally. His only fight in the UFC was a first-round submission loss to Brian Kelleher. He hasn't been out of the first round since 2016, so I don't think this is a a lock by any stretch. Um, But his opponent, Jerome Rivera, is already 0-2 in the UFC. He's not UFC level. Most people thought he lost in the Contender Series. He got knocked out by Tyson Nam easily out-wrestled by Francisco Figueiredo. And Osborne, at the very least, is an athletic prospect. He's got striking skills. He's an adequate offensive wrestler. Um, I do worry about his defense, and I worry about his cardio going 15 minutes. But um, I think he has high upside for this price. I think if Osborne wins, there's a very, very good chance he ends up on the optimal lineup. And as a minus 210 favorite, simply put, I think there's a pretty good chance that he does pull off the win here. Rivera's an interesting play at 7.5K just because he's going to be so low-owned. And there's a ton of leverage against Osborne. I know I'm going a bit over here, but I think if Osborne wins this fight, he's very, very likely to be on the optimal lineup. But if he loses, that means Rivera wins at 7.5K at a low-ownership wow, 40 plus percent of the field is gonna be killed off. So this fight as a whole is very, very intriguing. We're guaranteeing ourselves a winner, 7.8K or below. I'm gonna be loading up on the fight as a whole, though Osborne for sure is my preferred option. Um, 7.8K is just too tough for me to ignore on this slate. Again, minus 210 to win, plus 135 inside the distance. High upside, great value, salary play of the week. All right, finally, my fade of the week. Gonna give you a, a combination fade and salary play at the same time here. I'm going to be very, very light on Yusuf Zalal at 9.1K. He's fighting Singwoo Choi. He's minus 245 to win. Choi's plus 205 to win as the underdog. Um, I'm not super high on Zalal in this matchup, but he's also in a price range which is very very difficult for me to pay. There's Volkov at 8.6k, Carol Rosa at 8.7k, Rodriguez at 9k, Devonte Smith at 9.2, Steeman at 9.2, Valiev at 9.3 and Sanhagen at 9.4. And I'd rather play all those fighters over zalal Zlol has some wrestling and grappling ability. Sungwoo Choi has been taken down many times, so that's kind of his path for the for the optimal lineup here, but at minus 245 to win with an inside distance line of plus 240. There are just other fighters in this range I would rather play than Yusuf Zalal. And on the flip side, I actually think Choi's a live underdog here. Let me pull up the metrics real quick. Um, I think Zalal is being a bit overvalued here, essentially because he has looked good on the ground against some very, very poor competition in Austin lingo. Jordan Griffin, Peter Barrett, and Sungu Choi is a big step up in competition from those fighters, and also in in terms of physicality. Seungwoo Choi is six foot tall with a 74 inch reach, and he is massive for this division, and people look at his record and say, oh, he's, he's one and two, he got taken down 10 times, but he got taken down 10 times out of 29 attempts by Mofsar Evloev and Gavin Tucker, who are especially Evla, but Tucker as well. Very, very good wrestlers, elite grapplers. I mean, there's no shame in getting out-wrestled, out-grappled by that competition. Zalal so is a big step down from those fighters, both in terms of technique and physicality to some degree. So I don't think Zalal is going to have as much success wrestling in this fight as the public perception, and while the fight plays out in the feet, Choi is a a skilled Muay Thai fighter. He's big, he's physical, he's powerful. He throws strikes at a high rate. Coming off a win, which he landed 95 strikes in 15 minutes, um, I think Choi is going to be very low owned at 7.1k. I think he's going to go overlooked, and he's my sneaky play of the week. Doesn't have a ton of upside necessarily, but um, just based on ownership. I'm going to be targeting targeting him at that price tag, and Zalal 9.1K is going to be my fade of the week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's edition of UFC Quick Picks. Uh, thanks for the support, as always. Please subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment below once again. Um, dailyfanmma.com for everything else you need, rankings, projections, full breakdowns. we got an hour, 20-minute podcast breaking down every fight on the slate up there. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Apley, Double T-Double P. Until next week. Stay safe, take care, talk to you soon, peace.